All right, tribe. For our last mini season episode, we bring you an announcement. We're going to have a new host joining us throughout season two. And in this show, you get to meet Kapow! <laughs> and him and I do a little bit of reminiscing from our college days. Enjoy, y'all. Hey, what's up, tribe? I'm here with a, an announcement. We have a new host joining us for season two. He will be a regular. It is a good friend of ours from college. Um, his name is Philip Kapow. Hey, Phil. Hey, what's up, Kat? I tried. Not much. So, um, Phil and I met in a really interesting way. He's been an interesting character. Um, and we thought he'd be cool to add, you know, his voice to, to the tribe. So, with that, there's a couple of things. We're trying to figure out a good um, alias for him. Because just being called Phillip's kind of lame. And we kind of have an ongoing debate about it, but we might have to wait until Alan joins us um, to have a full conversation because he is still on vacation. He got stranded after New Orleans. So we'll catch him on the next one. He leads a tough life. He leads a tough life. Someone's got to do it, though. He didn't get stuck in New Orleans because that would have been dope. He got stuck in Washington, D.C. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the Capitol. Okay, sure. All right. Well, I kind of want to give some backstory to how I know you um, and then kind of go from there. All right. So, Bill, um, whenever you go to the University of Texas, you have to go to what's, um, what is it called? What's that week called? Camp Texas. Yeah, but it's called something else. Yeah, Camp Texas. It's It's pretty self-explanatory. I know, but it's not like an inauguration. Like, what do other people call it? It's where you have to go to campus for a couple weeks. You get to know the place. You pick out your classes. I don't know. It's kind of like speed dating. Speed dating the campus. Anyways, it's a really cool experience, um, especially at state schools. So you kind of go and you meet your initial friends, right? And so um, I had some group of friends from from high school, and only two of us were going to UC. And um, we didn't end up going to uh, going at the same week. We chose different weekends. And so at that point, um, our friend, we'll call him Danger, he met Philip, and they became really good friends. And um, if you didn't know by his name, he's also Asian. Um, and then I met a really awesome person named uh, Singh. And it turns out, just fast forward through college, these two Asians knew everyone on campus. Anyone at UT that went to the um, went to school around the time that we did, they they knew these two. It was really great, <laughs> right? Phil? Fish camp, fish camp is what you're thinking of. Mm, that's like a high school thing. Is it? Yeah. All right. Sorry, I'm still stuck on it. I'm still trying. I'm over here like spinning like wheels trying to figure out what it is. Or initiate something. Man, I used. To, anyways, long story short, um, when we first get on campus and we're meeting each other, um, each other's friends. I meet Phil and he introduces himself and I swear to God, he said, my name is Phil Kapow. And from then on, I just, I just called him Kapow because I swear that's what he said. And he never corrected me. I just thought Kat was trying to be cheeky. And I was like, this will wear <laughs> off. She'll forget uh, this. No, nope. it turns out I was just not very cultured. <laughs> or very, very cultured. And you just, you just culturally appropriated me to the nearest dish that you could think of. Kapow um, chicken. I just thought it was funny. And that is why I think we should call you Kapow. But um, what name do you want to be called by? Mosey Malone. Yeah, that's totally out of left field. Why? 
I just like it. It's a it's an alliteration. It rolls off the tongue. You have no like it's mysterious a little bit to it though. Well, it's really because I saw this uh, this meme that had Post Malone, <laughs> and the last one was Water Malone. It was just his face and a watermelon. So I, I've been thinking. <laughs> It was different versions of Malone. But why, but why do you think Mosey Malone when you think of a watermelon-faced Malone? Well, it went from Carl Malone, and then it went to Post Malone, and then it went to Water Malone. And it was just his face <laughs> on each one. <laughs> anyway, so I just thought Mosey Malone was, you know, it's just, it's just what the, the flavor of the week is. Maybe I'll come up with a different alliteration name each week. How about that? That this week is really Mo- annoying. This week is Mosey Malone. Okay, well... That's fine, but your email address is going to be like KPAU, like K-P-A-U. So that is a cheeky cultural alliteration. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. So that's a little bit about Phil. Anything else you want to share with us? We're, so um, Phil is also not in Texas, although he is a native Texan. Yeah. So, so I actually reside out in San Francisco out on the west coast and it is everything that everyone says it is super Um, expensive expensive. uh no super nerdy or pepper on their food clickish yep we banned straws we're super progressive good (laughs) luck trying to find a plastic straw real quick about straws like i totally get banning them but the alternative is shitty nobody wants to pay for a straw they fall apart they melt it's awful like so something better it's funny. So my dad works for P66, right? And so they actually were thinking about getting into the straw business. So there's like a polymer they coat the straws with that all chemical companies can make. Turns out actually that to make that polymer to go outside and be ingestible because some people chew their straws, Ew. it's actually twice as much as it is for a plastic straw. Well, think about it. I mean, how many kids, yeah, you know, no, out there I mean, that just chew on their straws? And so if you think about it. decision is part you know, what is a good idea and what is economical, meaning what can I do within, you know, the means that I feel comfortable financially doing. Right. Well, the, the problem with the with the plastic straws is it's too light. They are too light to actually recycle. So when they go through the, the processing, mm. it's so light, it actually goes through all the filters, right? So you just melt them together and then recycle them. You, you, you could if you could actually filter the straws out from all the oh, other crap. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. So anyways, a little bit of straws. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have the straw business, though? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a straw dealer. Um, you know, I yeah. deal in pasta straws, straw straws, bamboo straws, no, you name why it. Why don't we have more edible straws then? No, so that's actually... There's two leading straws. So the reason why they call it a straw is because it's actually based off of the plant, the straw. So uh, you actually have straws that are straws. They oh my God, bamboo. So sorry. What if it was like a straw that was organic that you could eat that would also sweeten your drink and you didn't have to add anything else to it? Yeah, they, that's sugar cane. So that was the other thing I was going to say. They use like cane or different stuff like that so anyways that's um my thunder, man. i thought of it first i'm just kidding i'm never gonna make it i'm glad they're already making it so anyways that that's that's a little little bit going on what's in san francisco between that and they're actually doing some uh, pension reform going on in the state one of the few states that still have a very strong pension system talked mm-hmm. to a lawyer yesterday he says that 
it's the average of your highest three year salary and they pay 80% of that. That's the pension in California. If you work five years for the state, top three years averaged, and then they take 80% of that and that's your pension. So they're gonna try to reform that a little bit lower. And it's really based on if the people who signed up for the pension early on, if that's a contractual obligation that the state has, and if they can actually claw it back. And so that's what's going to the Supreme Court, actually. It sounds really interesting. And it also just sounds like California is like, how much more in debt can we put ourselves? Exactly. But this is them trying to be fiscally responsible. Anyways, can I tell you my biggest beef with um, California and a food product? You don't like happy cows? No, that's not it. Almonds. What about almonds? They're great. No, almonds take up a lot of water and they planted them in California and they stole all the water during a drought. They didn't give no fucks. Are you just mad because there's almond milk and you don't know how you can milk an almond? No. That, that's I what I think about. And unnecessary. And in all honesty, people probably don't even need almond milk. What they need is lactose-free milk. So did you ever remember that movie, um, Meet the Fockers? Mm-hmm. Remember Robert De Niro saying, hey, you can milk anything with nipples. And so when I saw <laughs> almond milk, I, you, you might see where this is going. I was like, well, where are the nipples on the almond? How do I, where, where do they get the, the milk? Almonds? I, all, all day. I was just sitting there at Whole Foods, just, just waiting. I'm like, guys, where, where's so the milk? So are you trying to be relevant? Because you know the FDA is trying to pass a rule that, or it should pass, excuse me, of them, of anything that's not from um, like a cow. They can't call it milk anymore. Like it can't be called almond milk or soy milk. Oh, okay. So, so you're saying, okay. So non, you didn't know this? yeah, well, I can see where the argument's coming from. It's from big milk saying, Hey, you're, you're kind of stealing, exactly you're it. encroaching on our territory, but, I also but is get it any, you should make the difference. Well, is it any, Animal product milk is different. It can be called milk. Literally, the one that they want to put in right now says uh, bovine. <laughs> so only cows, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. So, so if you know. had like kangaroo milk that. or something, they, no, no kangaroo. Yeah. I mean, think about it. In Australia, I'm sure they, they have kangaroo drink? milk. I don't think yeah. they drink. You should. If you can come up with cashew milk, I'm sure someone said, you know what? I'm gonna milk a kangaroo. You know, I feel like there's things that you shouldn't drink. There's not cat milk and dog milk on purpose. I, I'm going to leave that one alone. Point made, point made. Thank you. Okay. Anyways, um, (laughs) moving on from our, so you don't care, care to tell people, do you work from home? I work from, I tell people I work from home. It's an interesting one. Uh, I I do work from home a good bit. I do also go in the office, not as much, but yeah, it's a, San Francisco's fun. I live right on the edge of the Tenderloin, which if you guys are familiar with San Francisco is one of the up and coming neighborhoods, um, soon to be gentrified. If, the government can never clean up the streets to begin with. Probably won't ever be gentrified, though. It is the the, the nicest part of San Francisco, um, but it is also next to Japantown. So I live right on the edge of those two neighborhoods, if you're familiar. Oh, so you feel right at home. How long have you been there? Uh, about nine months. It's good. It's good. The weather's great. It's a 70 degrees out, sunny. Uh, sometimes the fog does come in. So Carl the Fog, if you're familiar, is a real <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah, they named the fog. They call him Carl the Fog. That's really interesting to know that only a San Francisco I know, and I enjoyed that. 
Um, I also just think it's too cold in California for my taste. But then again, I live in a swamp and I'm totally fine with it and I sweat all the time. But I kind of think it keeps me in shape. So, all right, Thumb. Um, you had another fun fact that you wanted to share with us in the golfing world. Oh, yeah. So the Open's going on and this golfer shot a 67, which is a pretty solid score. And he was hungover. And he said, you know what? Surprise, surprise, I actually did better. So it was. It just reminded me of the times when I've gone into work and actually performed more <laughs> efficient than I expected being hungover. Oh, my gosh. I have so many stories of that. Um, also, probably stories I shouldn't tell about drinking on the job. But now that I work, <laughs> I'm serious. Now that I work in sales, it's really interesting. But in college, one time, you were there. And we were celebrating one of our um, friend's birthdays. And everyone was older than I was. But I had just gotten this awesome fake. <laughs> I was going to test it out. And it's literally of a girl that everyone, even the maintenance men at my own apartment complex, thought I was some other chick. Anyways, um, I studied all night for my nonverbal test. And about 10 p.m., y'all pulled up. And we went out. We got wasted. And the next day... I had my test and I was still drunk. I was not hungover. I was definitely still drunk. And that was the best grade I had made all year in that entire class. It was awesome. So, so my story, similar to that, I was doing an interview for an internship mm-hmm. over the summer in Austin and showed up still wearing the same clothes from last night. Did you smell about Slight, Slightly, a slight pungent. And this was back when things were bad, right? So this was summer, probably what, 2000, <laughs> 2010. So the economy oh, yeah. was like pretty That's bad right. still. You, and, you graduated in 2010. Oh no, you were doing an internship. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we're there and there's people there who have like, who are fully graduated trying to find a job here. And this was a telemarketing company. So think of like workaholics, like exactly to the point. Yeah. And, but in Austin. So you're just but like, you want to stay here. I get it. Right. It's hard to find a job in Austin then. But there were actual people. I mean, there was a guy from NYU who'd been out, you know, on the job, like real work for like three or four years who, who I ended up beating out while I was drunk. But anyways, there was like this logic test and they were, um, wait, hang on. this is just like a Kapow swagger. I'm just saying <laughs> pretty much I mean, Moses Malone, Mosey Malone. And so anyways, we go through it and at the end, so what we were selling was basically click, it was clickbait, right? So, um, what they did was they wouldn't, you know, if you signed up for this music service, then we would get like 10 bucks a lead, right? So we would find these affiliate sites. Anyways, long story short. We're sitting there, and he's like, hey, you know, how would you figure out it was a physics problem? Wait, time out. Did you take the job? I did. I ended up making a good amount of money because um, it was simple. I just found a lot of CD sites that had a lot of traffic that would sell free software. Because this was back in the days of pirating. Remember, you would, like, go and download something off LimeWire, and sometimes you would get a link that would lead you to somewhere else, and it was like, Usenet, please sign up for this, or, you know, easy file download. We were selling those, basically. So anyways, um, you were probably infecting everyone with viruses. Philip, do you know what I work in now? Oh my God. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Let's go. 
so he was asking like a bunch of random questions and, and you know like when you're drunk you think you're a lot smarter than you are so you come with like you either think you can speak different languages a lot better so my spanish apparently is way better when i'm drunk even though why I don't are you speak speaking spanish. spanish in this interview I, I wasn't i'm just using that as an example i mean everyone but you would think it's better drunk, you would think it's better <laughs> so i was trying to explain this physics <laughs> this physics principle to him because um, he was saying like, hey, you know, how would you find the weight of two different things and which one was heavier just by looking at them? So I said, hey, if you stand there and just look at them for ages, like eons, the one with the bigger mass will pull the other one towards it because the gravitational field. Okay, you can't see me right now, everyone, but I'm totally side eye rolling at Philip right now. Are you serious right now? That is not how it works, though. Obviously, there was something much more logical. I don't remember what his, the correct answer was. I mean, even, okay, listen, like, the most dumb answer that would still work, I think, would be, like, a, even if your premise was that you were sitting there for eons, maybe one would fall through whatever it was sitting on because it became heavier with a gravitational pull. But long story short, I ended up getting the job, and I was drunk. So that, that's, all, that's all I want to say. So I'm sure some of our, our listeners out there have done the same. You know what? That sounds great. I also feel like your answer might have been correct. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't do great in physics. He passed me, but you know, I liked ended it. up getting the job. I'll tell you that. That's that was good. a lot of fun. You yeah. got the job to scam people. I love it. <laughs> and I was a great scammer, honestly. Okay, so on the <laughs> I believe you. So on the flip side of that, I got the job to protect companies from scammers and viruses from kind of the same thing. So I work in sales and part of that, you have to entertain people and you go out and you host happy hours. And so the first job I got in security before it was really popular and like in the news, um, it was so sketchy how I applied. It was like one page, like uploaded my resume and answered like five questions. And I didn't know anything else. There was like no other information about the post of the job. I apply, they call and they're like, hey, um, do you want to come up to New York for this interview? It's two days. We'll fly you up here. Blah, blah. It was perfect timing. Like the contract I was on was running out and I wanted something else. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Um, so I go to New York and they were like the first night they're like, okay, we're going to have a happy hour and you know, just get to know everyone and ask questions about the company, whatever. First sign of this happy hour, we all have name tags and there's a little number at the bottom of our name tags. Okay. And the whole purpose was to see if we could hold our alcohol while we were in the office. And everyone there that was like talking to us from the company was judging us. And they had to remember how many numbers they wrote down and if there was anyone they didn't like. And one time, like after I worked for the company, I was on the other side of this. It was so interesting. Um, but yeah, like some people didn't get the job because they didn't show up the next day for the actual interviews. Some were too hungover. Some guy was barking. Like it was a whole thing. Wait, wait. So you're telling me during the process, rather than just using people by their names to remember who you did and did not want, you guys used a number? No, we had a name tag with our names and a number on it, just in case they didn't remember us or something. That's fun. Okay. <laughs> I really like number three. You mean cat? No, no, no. Number three. <laughs> that was it also. I don't know. Maybe it was less judgmental. I don't know. It wasn't sexist that way, too. So it was great. It was a really fun experience. And I think, Philip, we both salute and owe it to the University of Texas and 6th Street, 36th Street to be exact, which is not the same, um, to us being able to succeed in the real world. 
and be functioning drunks. So, so it's funny. Um, it, in China, when they interview you, especially if you're up higher up, like if you're mm. director above, they actually do have a drinking test. Oh my god. Is it like this is a drinking test and now commences? Like what? Like a hot dog eating contest? No, no, seriously. It's very similar because what happens is if you and the boss go to drink, right, go to dinner, uh, it's a tradition in, in China that each person makes a toast, right? So it's just it's very formal kind of thing. And so, you know, if there's seven people, each person is making a toast and you have to drink seven times. Has anyone ever heard of sipping? Well, you know. They're not shots, are they? I mean, they, they might be like sake shots. Well, in China, like to say cheers, it actually translates to empty glass. So oh, when you actually say cheers in China, you know, in Chinese, you're actually supposedly, you know, chugging a glass. Anyways, the very bottom of your glass, right? Pretty much they would have a drinking test. And the main reason why is the big boss, anytime someone goes and cheers the big boss, they can pass it down to their underlings. Oh my God, it's like that game, that drinking game. Yeah, so you almost have to be very well drunken, if you will, to make it up the ranks because the bosses who don't want to end up drinking they put it, it on to, to yeah. But one day I will be the boss and I will no longer drink the shots. Exactly, pretty much. And and the reason why this, this, this girl got the job, it wasn't because she was not qualified. It was just she could drink, out drink every other person that they hired. She went, to, she went to school in the U.S., didn't she? I, I don't know. But she apparently didn't get red and could drink. Because the other thing is you don't want to look drunk, even though you're not drunk. How did you How do you know about this? Well, my dad. So uh, his, his counterparts there, that's one of the stipulations when they hire people. Mm. Is they'll take them out to celebrate, quote unquote, and just test it out. So like after the interview, they're like, oh, let's take you out for dinner. And then they test it out that way. So similar to... To your company. Yes. The much more formal. It's kind of interesting. But anyways, yeah. To the University of Texas. To the University of Texas. Okay. I want to wrap it up with something um, just interesting, and then we can go. Okay? Shoot. Do it. Okay. I'm ready. Recently, I've been thinking about um, just rappers and artists in general, and like how some of them seem pretty fun. So I was wondering... Like, which artist, because you're weird and you don't want to talk about just rappers, would you want to meet? You think you would, like, really, it'd be really cool to meet? And then who would you have the most fun hanging out with? Hmm. Hmm. So, I feel like Chance the Rapper would be really cool to hang out with. What do you think y'all would go to? Y'all go, like, visit a hospital? (laughs) I'm more serious, like getting some of those scooters and riding around town. Ooh, okay. That's that's what I kind of see. Passing out lollipops or something. Um, you, that sounds a little creepy, but yeah, sure. Okay, well, passing out basketballs. That's, yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, lollipops <laughs> just sounds kind of. It does know. sound creepy. It does. I get it. <laughs> I didn't say race lollipops. That's fucking weird. Yeah, either him or there was another Chicago guy called uh, Katranada. I don't know if you're familiar with Katranada. He's actually had a couple of remixes with uh, with Chance that are really phenomenal. But anyways, I saw him at a at a music festival and he came out wearing overalls, like farmer overalls, but hung over one shoulder and <laughs> he threw it down. A, lo- a lot of hip hop, a lot of good, you know, just real solid music. That's who you want to hang out with or you want to meet? Uh, I don't 
I'll hang out with the black guy wearing a overall <laughs> spinning Chance the Rapper remixes. I thought it was kind of interesting. Would you um, also wear said overalls? I think you're the kind of he's Philip's the kind of guy that has worn a jumper in his life. Oh, of course, but I mean, yeah. and he would wear a top knot if he grew his hair out. Please don't wear yeah. top knot. <laughs> so no man. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, overalls are coming back in style. I, I've heard good things about them. I personally don't own any. Yeah, I was helping my niece try and buy some. <laughs> I was always scared. So as a kid, this this happened once. This is probably why I don't ever wear overalls. This this might be a little bit too much, but as a kid, I never wore underwear because why would you? You're, not, you're, you're a little kid. <laughs> I feel like as a kid, you would always wear underwear as an adult. Like, whatever. I guess our priorities are a little bit mixed. But anyways. I wear underwear. I I didn't wear underwear as a kid if I didn't have to. I guess you sneaking around like, ooh, mom didn't catch me today. <laughs> Kinda. It was it was very liberating. It was very liberating. Were they tidies and you're like, fuck that. I need boxes. Mom. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to be able to do lunges, you know, and not feel restricted. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you caught yourself, huh? I did. Yeah. Oh. And so ever since then I never well, two things. Now I do wear underwear. And then Smart. other thing is I don't do overalls. Um but yeah, so that that might just be me. But I feel like that would happen with like jeans also. <laughs> yeah, but for some reason the overall—I mean, the overall is just different. Uh, what made it worse was I like flinched and I raised my shoulders, which then raised the overalls and made it worse. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, so like oh. it catches, and then you're like ah, and then you raise your shoulders, and then it's like ah. So it was a double. That should have been on like Dumb and Dumber. Oh yeah, it was. It reminded me of well when I watched uh, there's something about Mary. They were like, mm. how'd you get the the Frank above the beans? <laughs> Or was it the beans above the Frank? Beans above oh, the Frank. Yeah, either way. Okay, well, I I would really want to meet, like, Kendrick Lamar. I think he'd just be a cool person to know. Um, or Beyonce, definitely. However, I would want to kick it with 2 chains. I think we'd have so much fun. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, just listen to his song, um, Rolls Royce, bitch. And he's kind of like, you know, this is dope, but... You know, it's a very positive song. And he's like, you can get in this Rolls Royce, bitch, and like come enjoy life with me. So I would enjoy that. He knows a lot of people. He's really smart. How about like B.O.B. in, in that one song where he's going to show you the world? No, I'm hang out with two chains. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right. All right. Well, I'd be curious to hear what Alan, who Alan wants to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, well, Philip, thank you for joining us. This was a fun initial pod with you. We will come up with a name, Mosey Malone, or otherwise. <laughs> That's going to do it for us, Tribe. We'll have more interesting and thought-provoking topics for you next time. Don't forget, connect with us on all of our social media. We want to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Just search Tribe Culture, Culture with a K. And you can hit us up on our website, forthetribe.com, or email voice at forthetribe.com. Until next time, tribe, remember, debate your equals and teach the rest.